You're listening to That's My Story Period, a compilation of hilarious stories by people who happen to get their period. Hosted by me, Steph Garcia. Okay, uh, my name is Rashawn Nadine Scott, and I got my period when I was like 11 or 12. I was around fifth grade. I know that. Uh, and so what happened is I was living in Tacoma at the time and I was hanging out with my cousins, uh, while my mom and my aunt were like off shopping. That often happens where (laughs) just, you guys are all together, so you're safe. So, uh, we're going to go like shopping and we'll come back. So my cousin decided that we were going to go play soccer at a nearby school. So my brother, Michael, my cousin, Amani and William, and he gives me some like baseball, uh, basketball shorts and we go play soccer. We're just like kicking it around, doing whatever. And we come back to the house and I go to the bathroom and I like wipe. And I think that I cut myself somehow. (laughs) I think like, oh man, maybe I like kicked my leg up too high and I just like ripped my whole bottom half. And my, I was like freaking out. I wouldn't come out of the bathroom. But then I realized like, no, you probably didn't cut yourself. You probably, oh my God, your period. Then my cousin like was so cruel and he's just knocking on the door like what's wrong what's wrong did you start your period I was like no no I just want my mom and this is before you know anybody really had a cell phone so I had to just wait for her to come home and it was so embarrassing at the time because I was like don't tell dad (laughs) because I didn't want him to know that I was like a woman it was so strange she like gave me a pad and that was and like that was basically it. And like there was I she gave me that American girl book that called Your Body and You. And <laughs> that was a literature I had to go by for a long time. Um, and that's my story, period. <laughs> Thank you, Rashad. Uh, I like I don't know that book. Okay, so it had like a chart. It was just like your body is an ever changing flower, and you're growing, and you're and you're changing. So it had like different bodied g- girls in the book, and it had like a chart for like this is how you like brush your teeth or wash your face <laughs> or like zits or like a chart that said like the stages of your breasts or like how they would grow and like they were just like little flat things and then you had a training bra oh, and then like I jumped to like the fourth step because I just had like tits <laughs> right away and then it had a little like um, diagram of like how to put in a tampon it like cut the girl in half so you saw like a oh yes, yes, yes. like a side view and that freaked me out I like did not use tampons for the longest time I was <clears throat> so scared of it well, yeah, when you're that young, you're like, uh, I don't know. I, w- I was never a person that explored my body. So mm-hmm. you're like, I don't even know what's down there. I just know I pee from there and <laughs> yeah. I poop from there. And you're not is... supposed to put the tampon where you pee. No. <laughs> no, when you learn that there are a couple s- 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 slots down there. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just not sure. But, like, it was so wild because I developed, like, really early. Mm-hmm. Just, like, I believe I had my period before anybody else. I was, like, taller than most people. Like, my body had, like, thickened out. So I became, like, a shapely woman very early. And I remember my, like, be going to the mall or something. And, like, an older man would, like, say something to me. And my mom just being, like, leave her alone. She's 14. Like, you know, and that layered on top makes you feel even worse about your body. Yeah. Because you don't know. And you can't be, like, young and fun and just enjoy the fact that you have this body because you're so concerned about everybody looking at you and, like, assuming something about you that you don't even know about yourself. Yeah. Um, Did you, so did you, like, eventually, I know 
initially your mom didn't really talk to you about all that stuff. Did she, like, start talking to you about it? We kind of had conversations, but nothing, like, in-depth of, like... This is why the your your uterine lining is shedding, mm-hmm. and like we didn't have like a conversation like that about it. But it was like you're a woman, so like that was like it. <laughs> uh, I would talk to my cousin about it. She'd give me more information. Like my aunts, they just feel like I got a one birthday. An aunt gave me like a booklet that had when I turned thirteen. They made a big deal about thirteen, uh-huh. and it was a booklet that had baby pictures of me. And it was then you turn one page, and it's like, at you know, in high school, like things are going to change, and don't be a little fast ass. And I was like, what? Wow. What happened, you guys? I just turned thirteen. There's like I'm still the same person, but yeah. just like that whole shift of like you're a woman. Wow. And I'd like skipped. You know, adolescence in a big major way. So did you? You felt like a responsibility, I guess. Probably. Yeah, it was just like you know, keep your body intact. It wasn't like a fear of God thing, but it was like a, you know, what could happen? Like you're a woman now, you could get pregnant. You right, could right. do these things. Like it oh, was, man. it was like, oh, protect yourself at all costs. Oh, how scary! Right? Like, <laughs> and I just couldn't be a little kid for uh, like a while, and that just was like yeah. wild to me. And then. Just my body changing, you know, growing hair in places, being, like, I'm already an emotional person, but add in, like, the chemical imbalance now. And I didn't get, like, cramps or anything until later in life. And I realized, I was like, why is everyone so complaining about, like, the period? It's like, oh, it's, like, two, three days, and I'm, like, good to go. Now it's like, you're a woman, and (laughs) your flow is, like, I can chart it, obviously, now. Like, I know when it's It's coming. It's regular. Yeah, and, like... I didn't, re- it wasn't until maybe like two, three years ago that I had like an incident. I was backstage at a show and one of my castmates, me, she said something so funny. I laughed so hard that I was like, oh my God, I think I started my period. Like you made me <laughs> laugh so hard. And they go into the bathroom <laughs> and like I have a cloth that falls out of me. It was uh, like fibroids. I realized that that was like a big deal. I, like, was so, I was freaked out. I was, like, I'm barren. I'm not going to have any kids. My body's, like, failing itself, so I had to go get. Wait, you, wait, sorry. Just to repeat. Yeah, yeah, it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a clot. It was a fibroid that you. It was a clot. It was a clot. Yeah. And then I found out that, that I was, had fibroids. Okay. I was, like, it was Whoa. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it was a huge clot, right. and I was just, like. Right. I'm okay. dying. It's over. Bury me now. And I went and spoke with a gynecologist, and we did, like, tests. And it's like, you have fibroids, which is very common amongst African-American women, and there's really nothing you can do about it. And then I'd have conversations with my aunts and my cousins of, like, oh, yeah, that's very common in our family. And I was like, why didn't anybody tell me? Like, and it, for them, it happened later in life after they had their children. So then I got even, I'm going to get a cry about it. Like, I got so emotional, like, I can't have a baby. Why didn't I know about this? But, and then I had, like, a little bit of a cancer scare, too. Like, all of this happened at once. And I was just like, I wish I'd known more about my body ahead of time yeah, and not being like scared of it because I could have figured this out yeah, and just like prepared for it a little bit ahead of time. But now I know everything. Well, I, I mean, I learned something new about like my body or my vagina, like literally every year. So it's mm-hmm. very nice now. Now I get routine checks under the hood. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, the day after my birthday, I'm always like dentist and the gynecologist. Yeah. So then, so the, they, they said you can't do anything about the fibroids? No, it's, it will... It makes um, carrying a child more complicated for me. 
Okay, but not impossible. No, not okay. impossible. But it was with the the cancer. I had like cancerous cells on my uterus, and they were mm-hmm. like, on a scale from one to three, one being they'll go away on their own, three being we'll go in and do something about a year or two. I was like, that's scarier to just even, right. just to be in between. And they said, if we were to go in and do any surgery, it would weaken my cervix with a comp. I mean, along with the fibroids, and that would like make it hard to just carry. A child. Yeah. yeah. So I don't even know. Like I know that I want uh, that for myself. I want a family, but like, who at what cost? You yeah. know, you could like freaking die. Wow, it was a how much to think about? But uh, like, even yeah. even if you had known, I you, pro- there wouldn't be anything. It's just like a, a just to know. Just to know. I don't know. I don't even think there's any preventative right. measures for it, and it just sucks that it's just a, like a fact of it's most common amongst African American women, right? And I don't know why. I think it's I don't know. I may be talking in a turn, but like sickle cell of that like mm-hmm. that vein of like just things affect us. In that way. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I'm sorry. I know it's wild. I haven't talked about it in a while, but it's good. I feel good talking to you about it. It's fine. (laughs) More people should know. Exactly. Yeah. This will, you know, someone who's listening who might have the same condition or whatever Mm -hmm. might, um, it might be helpful for them. But so now, so you go for the routine checkups and it's just kind of like a, keeping an eye on it, I guess is what it is. Yeah. Just like the pap tells Mm -hmm. all. The first time I had a pap smear, oh, that was horrible. <laughs> a pap smear. I mean, they're not really enjoyable. <laughs> no, they aren't. But, like, the woman who did it, I was just so, like, concerned about, you know, a stranger uh-huh. touching my uh-huh. vagina. And I, like, cried. And she rolled her eyes at me and said, have you been assaulted? And I was like, no, you're a stranger. Yeah. And, like, this also, is. like, don't roll your eyes. Yeah. She was just so nonchalant about it. Like, girl, I see millions of vaginas every day. It's not a big deal, but also it is Mm -hmm. because I was, like, so new to it. Yeah. And I had, like, I should have gotten, I did, it was, like, I was maybe, like, 24 when I got one. Your first one? Yeah, just because I was so, like, Mm -hmm. vagina, let's, I'm fine. Like, what could possibly be wrong with me? I don't, I don't (laughs) use it. It's just on the shelf, you know. (laughs) (laughs) it's just in this like really nice display case you know I'd say hello to her all the time but like we don't really talk like that oh wow it was wild but she was I she was very dismissive to me and I just did not like that it was and it was at like a women's center which I was expecting to get a little bit more like you know personal one-on-one care and some time and you know yeah they weren't they were like we got other gals to see well, I'm <laughs> I get you know it's all over the place. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but it's good that like you're so now you you feel like you have like a better relationship. Oh, with absolutely. Your period and your vagina and all that. Yeah, like I can predict it. Yeah. I know what it needs. Like, um, was it not regular before? Um, it was like you know every twenty eight days. Oh yeah. But then it'd be like at first it was like you know uh, two to three days. Then when it's like a more stressful time of my life, it's like four to five. Oh, gets longer, but like when I'm on a more regular schedule, and if I know I've eaten well, whatever eating well means for you, it's different mm-hmm. for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and like 
just staying active mm-hmm. for myself, like, it, it becomes less, like, painful. There are days when I'm like, yeah, I sat in the tub for, like, an hour because mm. I needed it. But I can, like, you know, set my no, like, two weeks ahead of time. I'm like, all right, this is the week to get this done. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do it, do it now because next week you're going to not be in the place where you can, like, make these quick decisions. And I – oh, it's – sorry, that's me. Um – that app Clue I got, there were so many different huh. period apps that I had tried out. I tried to just track it on my own, but I liked that the one I use lets me know, like, this is, like, a fertile week. This is mm-hmm. when you track, like, your cramping, your hair, your stool, your, like, how much you drank, you know, how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And, it was, and it tracked it really, really well. Like, it's, like, to the T now. So I'm with it. Yeah, I tried to do an app, but I just didn't follow up with it. <laughs> Anyway, that's me. Um, <laughs> uh, so now, so you said you used to do pads and no tampons. What's your menstruation product of choice now? Now I use tampons. Yeah. Yeah, I Any like. particular ones? Um, I believe the Tampax. I got, I went to Costco and got like 600 tampons <laughs> because they were on sale. Yeah. I was like, I really don't want to be caught unawares. Uh-huh. So I just bought like 300 heavies and 300 regulars no, just yeah. to be ready to go. Like I just shove them in my bag. No, Like every purse has a couple in it just yeah. to be safe. I've considered using the Diva Cup, but I am, because I'm clumsy. I feel like I will spill it. <laughs> I even like, yes, it, it's more biodegradable it's better for the earth and in longevity but i also am just like i just got the hang of tampons i really (laughs) can't just have this goblet of life spill all over me yeah i've had girlfriends who use this the sphinx panties yeah the things pants things um and they love them yeah but i just go through so many that Mm -hmm. i'm like I can't just sit. It'd be like wearing a pad. Yeah. Or do you, you have a heavy flow then? Yeah. Yeah. It hits me. It's like the first couple day, first two days is like, oh, the first day is the worst day. It's <laughs> 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 a little throwback. Uh. A little throwback. But it's like, that is the heaviest time. And then like the latter half, it'll be like a light flow. And then days where it's like, you think you're totally done. But no. And no. that's the day that you're like, I'll just wear no tampon, panties, I'm fine. No, that's the day you mm-hmm. ruin your underwear mm-hmm. and you're just like, it sucks. But then there are nights when you're like, I'm just like so dry. I don't want to stick anything up inside right. of me. Mm-hmm. So I might as well like, fuck it. I'll stain these sheets. I'll just wash them and it's not a big deal. Oh, wow. Yeah. Or just like lay a towel down or something because I'm just like, I'd, r- I'd rather just let myself bleed yeah. than to just be so uncomfortable because like you can, f- there are days when you don't feel it moving yeah. around, but there are days when you're like, I have a foreign object inside of me. Yeah. Oh, and it yeah. does not feel good. Oh, yeah. But I just like that you're like, I'll bleed on the sheets. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> I love it. You can get more sheets, yeah. you know. And it's it was the day that I realized, I'm like, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's totally fine. There's a washing machine. Uh, totally. <laughs> and I remember I did, like, a, a stage reading of a period play back in Chicago. And there was a whole scene about them, like, it was a time-traveling, like, sanitary napkin that mm-hmm. this m- grandmother had given the daughter. And she was, like, pulled through time <laughs> and just, like, different stages of the periods and just, like, those the red tent. And as barbaric as that sounds, like, they send you off into the woods. I'm like, actually, that would be so nice. Well, I can talk a little bit about that. Like, yes, it does sound nice. I think there's some cultures that do it a little more um, 
praise mm. as opposed to you're dirty. You're banished. Yeah. I mean, in my mind, it's like glamping. Yeah. And yeah. just out there. like <laughs> That yeah, would girl. be really nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, you get the week off from work. Mm-hmm. You're just like, yes. Your most flowy garment. <laughs> yeah. You got a fanny pack full of snacks. You're just DVRs ready to go. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. Um, but finally, uh, do you have any words of advice or things you wish someone had said to you when you were first going through it? Um, I wish someone had told me that it was more than just like, you're a woman. Mm-hmm. It, it's like a change in your body. It's something that you have to learn about yourself. And I'm thankful for the, for the literature I had, but I would have loved to just hear more about the real. Like, it's going to make you feel this way. It's not, and it's going to make you react to things this way, which is totally valid. And you can still work through it. I wish someone told me I could still go swimming. I, there's so many years that I was like, I can't get in the pool. Aww. Because I was just like wearing a pad and I didn't want, you know, this floating diaper for anyone to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just wish I had a little bit more knowledge and just like everyone's ble- half the world is bleeding and it's totally fine. It's, it's totally absolutely fine. fine. And like, I hope that my like little cousins, when it comes their time, that they'll talk to me about it and not like be ashamed that it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just keep talking. Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sean. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Steph. And now, a period story break. Periods went to the Oscars. Period, end of sentence. A documentary short was nominated for an Oscar in the documentary short subject category for the 91st Academy Awards. The whole thing started with some students at the Oakwood School in Los Angeles and their teacher, Melissa Burton. The students raised money to purchase a machine that creates low-cost sanitary pads to install in a village outside Delhi. The women from the village learned to manufacture and market their own pads, empowering themselves and continuing to destroy the taboo and stigma around all things menstruation. Also, as a little added factoid, the film's director, Reka Zadopchi, was the only woman nominated in the category. And now, back to some guest period stories. Hi, I'm Nikki Mejia, and I got my period at 13. So, (laughs) okay, so, oh boy, periods. All right, so um, I was 13, and I was in a talent show with my best friend. Uh, I always loved country music, so we were going to rock out to Shania Twain, I Feel Like a Woman. (laughs) And we had done this whole dance thing. I guess I should preface that I'm very skinny and I was very, very skinny as a teenager, like 90 pounds, maybe on a good day, a hundred. And so we had ordered the costumes to be like the ones that Shania Twain wore in her video, which is these little shorts. And we had the top hat and we had some canes and, um, Well, we got the shorts on the day of. Everything was in a rush, and we were going on the stage, and I'm so skinny, and the shorts are falling off. And um, my mom is not like Beyonce's mom, you know? Like, she doesn't do the thing. She doesn't, she didn't help at all with this, with this act that we were doing. Um, So my friend Jenny was like, it's okay, just like hold up the shorts, you know, we'll do the cane with one hand, everything will be fine. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Uh, so we go up on stage, we start dancing to I Feel Like a Woman, and, you know, I, like, I knew that I felt something, 
wet down there. But I was like, I don't know, maybe I'm like have some pee left. I don't know. You know, like I don't know. And my mom never talked to me about these things. So we're doing the we're doing the dance and we're twirling the canes and I'm holding my shorts with one hand. And then at one point we had to do a cane and hat thing and I let go of my shorts and so then my knees go out to the side so that my shorts don't fall down. Like everything became about the shorts, right? And then at that moment, I remember like sticking my knees out and just being like, there's a lot of stuff down there. Like I could feel wetness and and I just didn't know. Like a lot of people think that they're peeing or something. Like I just had no idea. I think I hadn't been told about any of this kind of stuff. So yeah, I need to have this conversation with my mom actually. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just weird. And I was, I remember being on stage and doing all these dances and just like being like feeling really yucky and also kind of like avoiding it. Like, kind of just like how do I how do I walk in a way that I don't feel this stuff down there you know it was so awkward um and so we finish and uh it's like I feel like a woman and I was like wow the irony because then when I walked off and then I ran to my mom and you know I told her what had happened and she was like oh my god mija it's fine da 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 and um, we didn't have any, anything, like we didn't have any pads or tampons or anything. So she's like, you could just stick toilet paper down there until we get home to this day. When it happens, I stick toilet paper down there. And yeah, that's my story, period. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I like that, like, in addition to having... That was your first period. My first period. Ever. Ever. So, and you got it in front of an audience. Yeah. That was wonderful. But also, like, I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> so I, I wasn't reacting in a way that I would know what... Like, maybe I should leave the stage or something. You know, I was just like, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, um, did you tell your friend that you were performing with afterwards? Um, I probably did. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But I think I probably did. It was a whole mess already because I was talking to her about how my shorts kept falling down the whole time. Right, right. You know, so that was that was priority for me, apparently, because <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be naked on stage. <laughs> um. Oh, my God. That's what I was, that's what I was going to say in the beginning. It's like, you are dealing with these shorts that are going to fall. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, and also, I got my first period. <laughs> Yeah, wonderful. Um, was it, uh, did you guys like place? Was it a talent show where you had to like place, like, you know, people voted for it or you were just performing? No, it okay. was like, <laughs> no, no. Also, I can't sing. I was so young and I was like, I could do anything, you know? And then my aunt was like, you're a terrible singer. <laughs> Which is true. I know. I will never tell children that. I don't know how I'm going to break it to them, but not like that. Because it was really traumatizing. But we were, you know, lip syncing and... Uh-huh. So, like, all of that came first. Um, and I was just so young, and I thought, and free, and I was trying uh-huh. to be like Shania Twain, and she was so sexy. And like it, was, it was not sexy yeah. at all. So, when you hear that song now, do you just, like, oh, flashback? I love, I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get so many. And little images come into my head, like, the cane. And I'm uh-huh. like, oh, I was tossing it up in the sky. You know, just... <laughs> Yeah, but it was just a kid's, it was a, like a middle school talent show, so. Yeah. yeah. So your mom never talked to you about getting periods or anything? No. 
Are you, do you have siblings? I do. I have a little sister. And I called her last night because I wanted to see if they had a conversation, but she Mm -hmm. didn't answer. So um, next time I talk to her, I'm going to ask her. Okay. Because I never even talked to her about it. To your sister? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I know. Yeah. Three ladies under one roof. Yeah. And we never, I don't know. My mom's so weird about these things too. She's, I don't know if it's like a Latin thing or she like came from Honduras to America and didn't really talk to us about anything growing mm-hmm. up, um, any womanly stuff. So I kind of just figured it out on my own, even doing the tampon, um, you know, like I figured out how to do it and it wasn't anyone telling me and yeah, it wasn't that hard actually. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you <coughs> didn't only do toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's my secret, guys. <laughs> Toilet paper forever. No, it does not work. Um, uh, do you feel like you're like kind of open, more open about all this stuff now, or do you still feel a little bit of yeah. that? Yeah. No, I definitely feel open about it. I just, it's not, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. It's, I think we should talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially like when you're uh, an adolescent, it's like you're dealing with so much. It's just one extra thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. And I was really introverted, too. Like, I didn't really talk to anyone, not just my mom. I just didn't talk at all. I just read a ton of books. Maybe we should... Maybe... Okay. Maybe we should write a book. (laughs) Like, like a little... Like a... uh, Like one of those... Because I remember reading, like, Great Gatsby and all these very fancy books. And maybe there should be, like, a metaphorical book about periods for... You know, young adults. Yeah, a YA novel all about menstruation. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I always, like, um, I read this uh, YA novel, and for some reason, whenever I think of, like, YA, I always just think of people with, like, either dystopia Mm -hmm. or people with, like, some sort of magical powers. Mm -hmm. But there's, like, a whole other section of YA that's just young adults (laughs) being young adults and so I like read it was funny like I got halfway through a book recently and I was like where are all like the where's the magic where's the dystopia (laughs) um so just FYI so uh (laughs) but now that you're saying that now that now I want to write like a some sort of magical YA novel that has to do with periods yeah yeah that would be cool or like a dystopia where like people who don't menstruate just have to bow down to those that do oh my god that'd be great right (laughs) so all men yeah yeah. it's like hunger games but just around periods oh my god oh my god we should write this we should write a series yeah that'd be great and then and then someone make into movies oh if your mom doesn't want to talk about it then here you go yeah this book you know yeah but make young young men read it too oh seriously i hate periods yeah. And then actually, you know what? I get really bad ones. Um, they've gotten better because I took birth control for a very long time and I got off of it to see if I would be able to deal with the pain. Because mm-hmm. I, I had very, not only very heavy, but just very, very painful. And I remember I did talk to my mom about that once it got, the pain was too much. Um, and she told me that, you know, she has the same thing and it kind of runs in our family. So... Yeah, that's like the one conversation we've had about periods, and it was because it was too painful, and I couldn't. And I yeah, was bleeding out for my life. Although my friend yesterday, I don't know. Do you know this? I didn't look it up. My friend told me that when we bleed, it's not actually blood. But I was like, no, I'm pretty sure it's blood. Well, it's uterine lining. Yeah, I didn't even know that. See, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it is blood, but it it's blood. like it's the uterine lining that's oh. shedding. Yeah. 
Oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to do some research. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but the birth control, when did you end up going on it after? Um, I was about 16, actually. 15, like the end of 15, mm-hmm. 16. But I didn't even go on birth control for the pain. I went on because I heard that it made you gain weight. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh, I got really made fun of in high school. I had the worst high school years. Like, people, call, they would bully me. They would call me anorexic. Like, I was like, I eat so much, I promise. Like, I was the opposite. Oh, of, yeah, yeah, it sucked. So <laughs> I told my mom. I was like, my friend had actually gotten on the depot shot, and she was very skinny, and then she gained, like, 10 pounds. And so my mom was like, I really want this because I want to gain weight. Oh, my gosh. And um, I gained about 5 pounds. I did the depot for a while. I didn't really like the, like, it gave me headaches and stuff like that. So, And that's a shot in your arm? It's a shot, yeah, every three months. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. So I got that, and actually it did make me gain weight, and I loved it. It was like my savior. And then I got to, like, 105 or something, and I was like, oh, a little more normal now. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, transitioned to the pill about a year later um, and was on the pill for, I don't know, like seven years or something. And then I just quit three or four months ago and it's been interesting I thought I was going to go back and my parents have stayed very regular and I don't have as like it's still painful but it's not what I remember yeah yeah um so it's so it's yeah I don't know bodies yeah yeah they they never cease to amaze (laughs) but especially with the period too like it it does evolve and change and um and I I think you just have to the more you talk about it, the more you can figure out how to just make it manageable. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to hear that going off it, it came back and it was, it's been regular and everything. Yeah. yeah. I actually thought I was like maybe not going to have it yeah. for a while or maybe it was going to come like a lot. But no. So I'm well, so, hopefully I'm so it grateful. stays that way. I know. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so what is your uh, menstruation product of choice now? Like what do you use? I use a Tampax Pearl. Oh, yes. They're very nice, yes. I love those. They're very easy to just, they just go in and out. <laughs> um, and then, obviously, I take Mydol. Oh, you I do take, take Mydol? I do take Mydol, yeah. Um, when I get when my cramps are really bad for my back. I only take about one, like, a day uh-huh. for four days, maybe. And you, and you like it? You think it works? Yeah, I think it works. If I take two, I feel like I'm high, so I definitely don't take two anymore because one time I was in a lot of pain, I took two, and I was just, like, dying. And then it made me feel funky. I really mm-hmm. don't like taking pills. I wish I didn't have to take Midol. Um, I just I, I just don't know what else to do for the back cramps. It's the worst. Yeah. Ugh. And then my boyfriend's always like, like, I tell him, you know, you're so lucky you don't have to get your periods. And then I'm like, well, it's like... I am on my period because I have to deal with you while you're on your period. And I'm like, I hate uh-uh. you. I hate you so much. You don't yeah. even understand. And I'm going to punch you. Yeah. Because I'm so same. much pain. Not the same. I know. <laughs> I know. No. So it goes back to the um, the book. There were so many cool things. I could. So much, men, so much man dialogue. I have a lot of man dialogue that I'll just like. <laughs> yeah, get frustrations out with. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad we could inspire you. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, oh, so you said you had to learn to use a tampon by yourself. So was that 
right right after you got your period or like that was later that you started um, using them? I actually used them pretty early on. Um, Were you athletic, like, like, young? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. No. I just read a lot. Um, I just never liked how pads felt. Mm-hmm. They, like, I don't know if, I don't know, I don't know if this happens to every woman I don't want to talk about. It just, like, scratched me on the sides. And it also feels like I'm wearing a diaper, and I just hate that feeling. I always yeah. hated it since I was young. Um, so I think I, I think I started wearing tampons probably like three months in. And I do remember going into the bathroom and just getting a box. And it took me several tampons because I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but what kept happening with me was, and they didn't have the pearls then. Mm-hmm. So it was like the plastic, the, the cardboard, the cardboard, which I hate. Mm-hmm. And I would start pushing it and then I'd pull it out and like, the tampon part would be sticking halfway, so it wouldn't go all the way yeah. in. And it hurts. They were, yeah, those were really hard. So I remember that happening like five times. I was like, I hate this, and then, <laughs> and then finally I just pushed really hard, and it was in. <laughs> that was that. <laughs> so grateful for the pearls. <laughs> oh yeah, they they slide in much easier. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know. There's a lot of choice out there. Um. <laughs> I know uh, my friend the other day gave me one of those. It doesn't even have a container around it. It's yeah. Just a thing. No and applicator. Stick it in. And I was, I actually didn't take it. Um, I mean, I took it. I took it because I, I had asked for a tampon and I felt bad to say, no, I don't want to do that. But I took it and I did not use it because I was afraid to just stick my finger up there. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> there's uh, There's some people who love no applicator. Uh, it's a choice. I'm, I'm kind of with you, but it's, I think it's also because I grew up with an applicator. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think the people who grew up with no applicator feel like an applicator is weird. Yeah. So. I wonder if that was, did the tampon start with no applicator? Well, it's very much like a Europe and like kind of uh, Asia thing. They, uh, they don't really use applicators. Interesting. But we do. In Australia, no applicators. Weird. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but finally, uh, do you have any words of advice or things you wish someone had told you, um, when you were first going through it? Um, um I don't know. I, I, um, I don't think so. I just don't know. I don't know how to advise. I'm not good at <laughs> That's fine. I'm not good at advising. Um, Yeah. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I really shouldn't be a mom yet. <laughs> I, got, I, don't, I don't know what I would say. Well, the nice thing is if even if you became a mom now, you'd still have like at least 10 years. Do you get you words of wisdom talk? when you become a mom? Like, no. Do words of wisdom just come? <laughs> no, I wish. Sometimes I say things in the moment and I'm like, well, I guess that's, that's how we're going to live our life from now on. <laughs> So no. The mantra. Yeah. Whatever you just come up with. Seriously. Oh, it, no. So no. So don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah. Or I guess worry about it, c- considering the, the ending to this interview. I'll go read mom books now. Thanks, Steph. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's what I got out of today. Go read mom books. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nikki. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This episode of That's My Story Period features stories from Nikki Mejia, who you can find online at Nikki.Mejia. That's N-I-K-K-I dot M-E-J-I-A. 
and Rashawn Nadine Scott, who you can find online at Rashawn Scott. That's My Story Period is edited by Veronica Gruba and hosted by Campfire Media. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to get in touch with the show, email periodpodcaststories at gmail.com.